Welcome to the Jack Lantern Press podcast, where we discuss monsters and Halloween. I'm Michael Piccarella, publisher of jacklanternpress.com. And I'm Tom Piccarella, head of research and development at jacklanternpress.com. Hey, Tom, uh, I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, the root word of lunatic, did you know that that's Luna, which means moon? Uh, I did not. Isn't that pretty interesting? At one time... um, Lunaticus, which is the Latin word um, that lunatic comes from, referred to uh, people with epilepsy and and madness. Diseases thought to be caused by the moon. At one time, I guess they actually were thought to be caused by the moon. But we bring this up because uh, we are in Werewolf Town, and there is indeed a full moon out. So as we record this in Werewolf Town, uh, we are looking at a big, bright full moon in the sky and obviously werewolf town is a part of our book called the transylvania traveler which should be coming out this month Uh, i know we're getting close to the end but uh we're hoping to have this out uh by the end of this month so make sure you look for that and if you want to know what that book is about the transylvania traveler it's a travel guide that'll take you on a tour through transylvania's 13 wild and deadly districts which include uh, which is Meadow, the Mad Science District, Bigfoot National Park, UFO Springs, Jack Lantern Park, and of course obviously Were- more and Werewolf Town, Town, of course, yeah, exactly. So, and along the way, it's you know it's it's a fun journey through through all these monster districts, but uh, you can also learn a little bit about monster culture, monster movies, some stuff that you may know about, some stuff you may not know about, some really old movies and and traditions and things but uh all that you will uh learn about in the book and you'll also discover the true birthplace of halloween yep so without further ado i'm gonna jump right in since we are in werewolf town i'm gonna jump right in and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out here we have these these little sections in our book called adventure packs and uh, it's basically the things that you're going to take while you're in the district that the you're stuff in. Which, that you, the stuff you need to survive the district. What to wear, sometimes what uh, things that you need to bring to survive what you may come across in the district. Yep. And so basically this district, since it's all about transforming into a werewolf, you basically need to consider what you are going to take here because more than likely what we have is is uh, you're going to be basically sh- shedding, shredding, and eating the clothing off, off, off of you when you change into a werewolf. So uh, I would choose wisely. Don't get anything that you really like because you're going to rip it to shreds as soon it's gonna as you It's going to be change. gone. Yeah, it's going to be gone. You're going to transform into a werewolf and it's all going to be destroyed. So, but on nice. with that, what we're, what we're basically going to discuss today is our favorite werewolves. Um, some, some of this stuff, uh, as we kind of did in the, in some previous podcasts, um, it's, it's all over the spectrum. We got books, we got movies, we got games, we got all kinds of different stuff. And this is just things that that uh, we love werewolf werewolves. Yeah, yep. werewolf content that we love. So these are some of our favorite werewolves. I kind of wonder um, if we would have been monster lovers had we not seen 
1943's Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Directed by Roy William Neal, written by Kurt Siodmak, and starring Lon Chaney Jr., who would go on to play the Wolfman in many different Universal films. But uh, well, Lawrence Talbot. Lawrence, Lawrence Talbot. Talbot. <laughs> his name in there. And, and honestly, this, this movie, we love it. And it, basically, the reason we love it is because our dad, this was, this was one of the first horror movies that he introduced to us. And it still remains, I'm pretty sure, both of our favorite yeah, movies. Yeah, no, for, sh- all, for sure. For sure. I think that, um, you know, I remember Dad telling us about this movie. It was, I believe it played on a Saturday night. So Saturday during the day, this is back in the 1980s, um, and he had a TV guide and said, oh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman's on. I remember seeing this movie as a kid, and you had to wait. Uh, wait to see this movie um you know it's not like now where you could just you know pull it up on your computer and watch it it was going to be on tv but it was going to be on at like two in the morning and so we had a vcr and i don't think we even had it that long maybe a year or two and uh he was going to get up at two in the morning and record it on videotape and that sunday on the vhs yeah, I remember thinking about because he would explain some of the scenes that he remembered seeing as a kid. And I remember getting really excited and at night going to sleep. I remember thinking, I wonder if he's up right now recording it because there was something that he told me that I got really excited about. And so the next morning, Sunday morning, we got up, ran into his room. And I remember him explaining the final fight at the end. And yep. I couldn't wait to see it. And when I saw it, I definitely was not disappointed. And to this day, it's something I watch probably every Halloween season. Yep. And just just so everybody knows, the the other interesting part about this movie, if you've never seen it, so once again, it's Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. But Boris Karloff actually always played you know frankenstein but bella lugosi actually plays the frankenstein monster in this and he does an excellent job oh yeah i think he's excellent job and yeah i think he's great in it and you would think oh yeah who's gonna beat boris karloff and i'm not saying that he beats boris karloff but he's great i think he did he did a really good job there's also it's kind of funny because this this film marks the first time that two of the Universal Studio classic monsters appear on the screen together. It's the first movie at that time that happened with both like Werewolf and and Frankenstein or even just two classic monsters together. So it was kind of a went down to be neat like that too. Um, yeah, and so actually, so the Wolfman too, the first time he ever showed up was in the 1941 original movie, The Wolfman. Um, and so... It was created, the character was created by Kurt Siodmak. And there's a pretty interesting thing um, in his autobiography, which is called uh, Wolfman's Maker, Memoir of a Hollywood Writer. And he says that um, he came up with that because the the character is a metaphor for his flight from Nazi Germany, because he was a Jew in Nazi Germany and had to flee. And so he said he was forced into that fate, just like the Wolfman is kind of forced into his fate. 
And he even was saying in the book how the swastika represents the moon. Um, some pretty interesting stuff. And then, of course, um, what everyone thinks is true gypsy folklore. Um, it's the the four-line verse. I don't even know if you knew this, but a lot of people think that it's real gypsy folklore. But even a man who's pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. He made that up. Oh, <laughs> but it's been used that. in other movies and, and people think that's that it's funny. some true thing. He also made up that full moons cause the were werewolf transformations, silver bullets kill werewolves. Um, that's all his creation in the Wolfman. And he would go on to obviously, you know, do the wolf, uh, Frank Asemis, the Wolfman. And then later on, there was um, House of Frankenstein and yep. House of Dracula, where Larry Those Talbot tries movies. to be cured. Yeah. Yep. All, all, so all just, just real quick, before we get into the other werewolves that obviously we love, um, let's let's just throw out real quick. One of, one of my favorite scenes, uh, obviously, in this movie is the very beginning. Uh, I got to say, is the, is the graveyard. Yep, yeah. the cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. guys running in, they get into the tomb, and then the hand comes up. Obviously, kind of spoilers a little a little bit, but he grabs this this grave robber guy because they're trying to steal you know his belongings. And the, the graveyard scene is sweet. And, and then it's totally the, a, next, the thing is it's totally a soundstage. You can see it's oh, a yeah. soundstage, but yeah, there's absolutely. something about it. It just has a really cool mood and atmosphere that I judge every other cemetery or graveyard against that one. I, there's just, just something about that. Yeah, with the wind and the birds and the way the the dry leaves are like uh, uh, being blown through the the yard, yeah. it's just something about even, it. That really and cool. even though even though they actually, you know, after the graveyard scene, they show uh, the Wolfman attack that police guy in the street. Like it's not it's not creepy now. I mean, everything's so desensitized right now but i mean it's just neat you it's, see the yeah, shadow it's like the, yeah it's like the, the the silhouette of of him attacking the cop you know and obviously now it's you know they do things so much better but it was still very neat and uh, i remember as a kid always uh, imagining myself as a wolfman at halloween you know when i'd put on a, a wolfman costume jumping around on top of things just like the wolfman did in that sequence leading up to him killing the, the policeman yep so let's let's just jump right into i'm going to jump right into my some of my favorite werewolves if you want to call it yep. and and the 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 first thing that i'm going to jump into is skyrim so what is it it's called skyrim it's a it's a video game that you could play I played it on the PC, but you could play it on your Xbox. Your, um, I'm not sure if it's on the PS4. It might be. Um, it probably is. But it's created by a developer called Bethesda Studios. Um, Bethesda Game Studios. They are the people who created a series called The Elder Scrolls. Um, the release date for Skyrim was November 11th, 2011. And this game is huge. It's basically a fantasy game. Um that you you kind of take on a role of of you know any kind of fantasy type character and you go out you could fight dragons you go through dungeons you, you fight you know different are you characters. just a, 
are you a person in it or you could you could be a human you could be you know pretty much there's all sorts of different classes that you could play but one thing in particular that i actually absolutely loved about this game obviously the environments if anybody's played it you're gonna obviously know what i'm talking about um the environments are amazing it's huge it's this big open world and you're you're running your character around and doing all these quests and, and you could spend hours in this game but one thing that I absolutely loved about this game was that you can do a quest line that actually lets you turn into a werewolf. And what is so neat about it is that once you go through this quest, and I'm not going to go into like how you, you can obtain the quest. I could tell you that if you go to like, um, there's a website called wikihow.com. Um, if you go there and just type become a werewolf in Skyrim, you'll get to a page and it'll go through the entire ways of of becoming a werewolf. Does it actually follow. like transform? Will you transform? Yes. Oh, really? So what's, <laughs> yes. Nice. What's really cool about it is that when you transform, after you go through the quest, when you transform, the animation is awesome. It like pulls it back into a third person view, and you see this whole trans transformation uh, of you going from your character into the werewolf and you your your that's cool strength is is up to all your stats and everything in the game are up and you could basically just go and attack a city and and the cool part about it is that there's not too much that's going to take you out um you can just destroy the city and just wreak havoc on it and what's really cool about it is that you have to continue to play it until the curse wears off for the for that period of time. <laughs> nice. So it's it's really fun. I totally recommend it. If anybody has Skyrim, look into this quest and do it. It's a lot of fun. And not only that, if you haven't played the game, the game is awesome. But this is one one thing that was just always neat that you can kind of become this werewolf and run around and it's just a lot of fun. So that's that's my my first my first kind of werewolf thing. Nice. Um, I'm going to go back to uh, 1987, 88, and on uh, Fox TV there was a, a series called Werewolf, and they, it was only one season. They did about 29 episodes, including a two-hour pilot. So yeah, basically uh, Eric Cord. Yeah. Uh, he gets he gets attacked by a a werewolf and the, the whole show is kind of like um like the incredible hulk where he's just wandering from place to place drifting hitchhiking he's on this quest to find and kill the originator of his bloodline um his name's janus 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 scorzini um, yep, and he has to kill him. <laughs> he has to kill him in order to break the curse and it was a really cool series you know, I, I don't know why it got canceled. That may have been too violent or too scary for just regular TV. And I think it was on like Sunday nights, pretty late, like eight or nine o'clock. And they may have even made it later at night, later in the season. But I mean, the, the it was a cool werewolf. It was kind of like a big grizzly bear. The only thing about it was like the mouth never moved. So you could tell it was like a costume that someone was wearing. But, you know, for the time, it was still cool. I remember as a kid watching it. It was really cool, and um, in like in in uh, I think it was October two thousand nine, 
Shout Factory, who releases a lot of, you know, cult movies of around, you know, the 80s, 90s, some contemporary stuff. Like they did a lot of the the John Carpenter stuff. They'd re-release things with restorations and tons of bonus features. Well, they were going to come out with the whole series. And they even had this pretty awesome cover art that they made. And then the whole thing got canceled because of music license issues concerning, from what I read, three songs, yeah, which that sucks. sucks. That and sucks. And yeah. that was the issue with the Wonder Years for a long time. It was music. And eventually they released it. And there was definitely some episodes where they used different music, which sucked because the music in that show was really important because it's it was music of the 60s. This, though, I... I I don't know what songs they are and I don't remember it anything being that important, but hopefully like the wonder years, it'll still get a release. But, uh, you know, if anyone's heard anything, please let us know because I would love to, to get that series. They do have some episodes on, on YouTube and I watched a couple the other day. They're, you know, they're you know one of the you know one of the best things about that series was the the makeup. I don't know who did the makeup on there or they were it was it was the special effects were not like crazy as they are but they today. Cool. But for the time but they and were for cool. TV show, yeah. yeah, TV shows weren't done like TV shows are done today. But uh, it was neat. So it was yeah, neat. for the time it was cool. And I especially remember the one, I don't remember what the episode was called, but the one where he's like working in that diner. And those bikers come in. Yeah, they're like torturing the the people who work there and some customers. And then, of course, they like tie him down in the kitchen. And then they hear like this this noise. And like, what the heck is that? Yeah, that's a good. I remember that. Yeah, he comes out as a werewolf and just destroys. It It is a great episode. But anyway, that was then just just also that that whole kind of atmosphere is is you'll notice that atmosphere in our in our book. Uh, in Werewolf Town, uh, yeah, because we kind of echo Scorzine, some of those environments. Scorzine yep. and Eric Cord even show up in the book too, which is yep. cool. Anyway, so that was one. That was definitely one of my favorites. That that yeah, uh, that's a good more, one. More that's a good one. So my my uh, my next one is is going to be I I like Dungeons and Dragons or D and D as people refer to it as. Um, obviously, the you know it started D and D started in 1974. Um, by the publishers of Wizard of the Coast and another company called uh, TSR, which uh, stands for Tactical Studios Rule or Studies. Sorry, Tactical Studies Rules. I've never even really heard of that, but when I was looking up information, um, they popped in there too. But everybody usually knows of the Wizards of the Coast or the publishers that that created Dungeons and Dragons. Um, the uh, the designers, the people who actually created it, are Gary. I'm. It's hard to say the last name. G Y G A X and Dave Arn Arneson. Um, the one that I will be referring to as far as a a werewolf is in the fifth edition, which came out in 2014, and it's a role playing game that you uh, roll dice, and uh, I, I would say it's 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 kind of a tabletop uh, game as well if you're into that. I mean, most people have probably heard of Dungeons and Dragons or D and I'm, I, you know, I haven't played a ton of it, but I, I love looking at the, obviously the, there's a monster manual book and inside there is just tons and tons of monsters, more specifically the werewolf. 
And it is, it's on page 211 of the fifth edition of the Monster Manual Guide. And uh, it goes into talking about a werewolf. And it's, it's funny because they have this little, this little excerpt here. It says, the company of the Black Moon, they used to be adventurers loyal to the realm. Now they roam the woods as the pack of, of a, as a pack of werewolves. Uh, the king has promoted estates, titles, and gold to anyone who can undo the curse afflictions uh, or afflicting them. And then it says, I, for one, have no interest in such rewards. And it has this, this elf druid that doesn't want to go after these werewolves because they're just, well, they're badass. So <laughs> have you played, have you played the, the game with the werewolf? I have, yeah. I have not played with a werewolf. I was looking at different stuff when we were, when we were doing research about different werewolves and, and this was neat. And, I, and then I said to myself, I wonder if you could actually play a werewolf in Dungeons and Dragons and then I started reading stuff and I was like, man, the next time I actually play, I'm going to play as a werewolf because this would be neat. The other thing, too, is as I was as I was perusing through this monster manual, they actually have a whole section on lycanthropes, which, as we were saying at the very beginning, lycanthropes are are basically werewolves. But what's cool about about this monster manual is they go into other were you know, there isn't just a werewolf in in this monster manual. There's were bears, there's were boars, there's a were rat, there's a were tiger, and then there's the werewolf. And it's kind of neat because they built this whole uh, kind of all these lycanthropes. They talk about this curse. You know, obviously you're a humanoid, and you run around and you kind of do your your role playing. Um, and play this character that you could create while you're adventuring through your Dungeons and Dragons campaign, whoever your dungeon master is. And it's just neat that they actually have that in there. So if people aren't aware that you could play a werewolf in Dungeons and Dragons, you actually can, uh, which makes it really cool. And then you could, you know, I know that you don't know a lot about Dungeons and Dragons, but when you're creating your character, you can always create like a backstory uh, and you can, you could create, you know, all this different stuff and, and have this whole tale about, you know, you are a humanoid or you are a humanoid and and you change into a werewolf and then you yeah, can run your whole adventure with it. It's it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I got to I got to check out Dungeons and Dragons. But I, I, I will say this. If or when I ever play, I will definitely be the werewolf. Yeah, it, <laughs> it would be it. it it would be cool. Uh, I, I mean, there's other obviously bigger hardcore things that you could play. And maybe some people uh, don't want to play a werewolf because they can maybe be better as like a paladin or something. But werewolves, I think it would be neat. And the next time I play, I'm probably going to try to create one. So cool. Um, OK, so I'm going to go back again. I'm, I guess I, I didn't even realize this now, but I'm sticking to the 80s here. Um, but in the 80s, there were a ton of werewolf movies. So like Joe Dante's The Howling from 81, probably one of my favorites. But around that time, um, you know, obviously there were a ton of sequels to The Howling. But uh, there was also Wolfen, which came out in 81, although it's not totally a werewolf movie. But what is it? What is it, it called? It's called Wolfen. Oh, um, I've never even heard of that. 
Yeah, um, it's it's like I said, it's not totally a werewolf movie, but it kind of gets lumped into the genre. And then, of course, there's Michael Jackson's Thriller, um, directed by John Landis oh, in 1983, which, yep. yeah, I mean, I, I never was a huge Michael Jackson fan, but that video was pretty awesome um, just because of the monsters. You know, I, I feel like the mood was really cool. And then, of course, he turns into a werewolf. So that was awesome. Then um, 1985, there was the Stephen King movie Silver Bullet. In 1987, there was The Monster Squad, which has a werewolf in it. Um, and also in 87, Larry Cohen's full moon high, which is more of a a comedy, but I really enjoyed, I thought was a super underrated werewolf movie, but I have to say one of my favorite werewolf movies of all time from 1981, John Landis's American werewolf in London. Oh yeah. One of the things that he said that attracted him to it was that he really wanted to see what it would be like to be a werewolf or if you were aware, like this fantastic, ridiculous thing, if this actually happened to someone, what it would be like. Because most werewolf movies at the time, you know, everything was just taken, you know, as if, oh, yeah, I turned into a werewolf and I have this curse and everyone was just kind of serious about it. but. If it really happened, what would it be like? What would the meta- metamorphosis be like? So in in the uh, 1935 movie, Werewolf of London, which is not a prequel to this movie, um, it was a universal movie. Um, and what they did was they had the guy um, walking by or behind these pillars. And as he crossed the pillar, then they would do like a, a cut right there. And in the next cut, he would have a little bit more makeup on, a little bit more makeup each pillar. So it was with those cuts that he was actually able to transform. And then in 1941's The Wolfman, they did these dissolves where um, Larry Talbot was sitting in the chair and he would just sit there totally still and they would just dissolve between cuts and each cut, you know, they would have a little more hair on him, a little more hair on him. So... While it was kind of cool at the time, I'm sure, for uh, the audiences of the 1980s, it, it, you could see how it was done. And so if you look at the transformation scene in American Werewolf of London, you'll see that uh, it, <laughs> he, Landis originally wanted to do it all in one take. He wanted it all bright light and he wanted it to be painful because if you were turning into a werewolf and growing teeth and all this, it's going to be painful. And yeah. it really was pretty amazing. Um, and it has a lot of great stuff in it. Um, there's, you know, it's John Landis. This is the guy who brought you the Blues Brothers. There's a lot of car craziness at the end of it. Um, but one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which kind of epitomizes the whole movie and the fact that this crazy, fantastic thing could be happening in real life, you know, what would you really do if? your friend was mauled by a werewolf and killed and came back from the dead and was trying to warn you to kill yourself because you're just going to keep killing people. What would that really look like in real life? And there's a scene, which some people called the undead victim scene, which takes place in a porno theater in Piccadilly circus. And, uh, and it's so it's the main character, David Naughton's character is talking to his his dead friend played by Griffin Dunn about how he needs to kill himself before he kills more people. And there in the theater sitting in the seats all around him are all of David's victims who are who are helping <laughs> convince him 
um, to, to kill himself. You look awful. Thank you. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't even know if it was me that killed those people last night. I don't remember doing it. What about the zoo? Well, even if I'm not the wolf man, I'm crazy enough to do something like that. I mean, look at me. Here I sit in a porno theater in Piccadilly Circus talking to a corpse. I'm actually glad to see you, Jack. I want you to meet some people. David Kessler, this is Gerald Bringsley. Gerald's the man you murdered on the subway. We thought it best for you not to see him, as he's a fresh kill and still pretty messy. Yes. I do look most unpleasant. Why are you doing this to me? This isn't Mr. Goodman's idea. He's your good friend, whereas I am a victim of your carnivorous lunar activities. Mr. Brinsley, I'm sorry. I have absolutely no idea what to say to you. You've left my wife a widow, and my children fatherless. And I understand I am to walk the earth in limbo, one of the living dead, until the wolf's bloodline is severed and the curse lifted. You must die, David Kessler. David, this is Harry Berman and his fiancée, Judith Browns. Hello. Hello. And these gentlemen are Alf, Ted, and Joseph. Can't say we're pleased to meet you, Mr. Kessler. What shall I do? Suicide. You must take your own life. That's easy for you to say you're, you're already dead. No, David. Harry and I and everyone you murder are not dead. The undead. Why are you doing this to me? Because this must be stopped. How shall I do it? Sleeping pills. Not sure enough. I could hang myself. No. No, if you did it wrong, it could be painful. You'd choke to death. So what? Let him choke. Do you mind? The man's a friend of mine. Well, he ain't no friend to me. Gentlemen, please. The gun! I know where you can get a gun. Don't I need a silver bullet or something? Oh, be serious, would you? Madness. Oh, a gun would be good. Yes, you just put the gun to your forehead and pull the trigger. But if you put it in your mouth, you'd be sure not to miss. Thank you. You're all so thoughtful. A knife. An electric shock. A car crash. You could throw yourself in front of a tube. Drowning. So, um, yeah, so that it, it's a great, that scene is great fun. I really, uh, I really uh, dig the movie. And if you haven't seen it, you definitely should. If you've already seen it, which you probably have, you should check it out again. Yeah, just um, watch it again. It's yeah, pretty the awesome. The movie is awesome. Yep. No, I'm going to, I'll jump right into my next one. Uh, that, this one I'll just be quick on. I just have to mention it because I played this game for a really long time. And obviously you're hitting the 80s and I'm kind of throwing a lot of video games out. But uh, we did have actually a listener request uh, maybe to talk a little bit more about games. So I'm, I'm throwing the games out because this is my, my thing here. But we can't talk about werewolves unless we talk about World of Warcraft. And um, World of Warcraft is, a, is an online uh, MMORPG, as they call it, uh, which stands for Massive Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Game. Um, 
there was a an expansion that came out for this game called Cataclysm. Um, that was released uh, December 7th of 2010. And they introduced a class called the Worgen. And what the Worgen basically is, is a, a character that changes into, well, you guessed it, a werewolf. The cool part about it, and one of the best things that I like about this class when, when I played it, uh, it's on the Alliance side. So all the people that are Alliance fans, uh, they probably know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'd hate to say it. I was on the Horde side. I played a lot of the other characters. But I did have I did have a Worgen class. Um, one of the cool things that I think I liked about this was that you started out in a place called Gilneas. And it is this whole environment. It's dark. When you look up at the sky, you see the clouds, but there's always a full moon. And you're fighting other werewolves uh, and going on this quest, these quests that you're fighting other werewolves. And then eventually, I, I think it's when you you reach 10, you actually get a spell, as they, they call it, or an ability that you could click, and it transforms you into a werewolf. Um, and then you could run around, and you're on all fours, kind of running around and later on that's actually becomes uh what they call in world of warcraft as a mount which allows you to move through the environment faster so you don't actually have to go out and get a mount you can actually just turn yourself into all fours and run around and it's just it's really cool like you start out as a worgen class but you turn you could turn yourself into a human and it, it's just neat and then you could transform back so I just I had to throw it out there just because people who've played it, if you haven't played it, play the game. It's a great game. I think right now, as as we're recording this, they are coming out with what is called Vanilla WoW, which is the original um, World of Warcraft. That should be coming out, I think, in August, um, which is a lot of people are going back to that because it's great. But you could play a werewolf in that game, and it's neat. So I thought I'd mention it. And uh, so I'm just going to run through a couple other or a few other um, werewolf things. Um, speaking of being a werewolf, there's a book called The Werewolf's Guide to Life, a manual for the newly bitten by Rich Duncan and Bob Powers that came out in 2009. And while I found that in the humor section, it takes itself pretty seriously, but in a good way. A really cool werewolf book, a lot of uh, cool like werewolf lore in there. Um, there's also the Werewolf Locator app. Um, I don't know if that's an Apple-only thing or if you can get it on an Android, but it does absolutely nothing. It's just yeah, like this. It's, it's just like this. It's a circle that has this little boop boop thing, and it locates werewolves that may or may not be around you. Um, but it's a good conversation starter. I I pull it out. You know, if I'm with people and it's a full moon, I'll pull that thing out. And uh, say, oh, yeah, I have my werewolf tracker. Let's see if anyone's around. And you can find out if people are cool or not, because if they play along with it and they know that it's a must-have app, then usually they're pretty cool. Um, yep. There's also the first two Underworld movies, which uh, I really loved. It's about uh, this world that has werewolves and vampires in it who kind of uh, are against each other. I won't go into the details on it, but I, those movies are great. They made them around 2003 and they kept making them up to 2016. I don't even, I forget. I think there's like five of them now. I've only seen the first two. 
Um, from 2007's the uh, 2007's Grindhouse, um, which was uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino made two exploitation films. They strung it together and put some fake trailers in between. Um, one of the fake trailers directed by Rob Zombie was called Werewolf Women of the SS, and I think the title speaks for itself. Um, but it does offer a great performance by Nicolas Cage as Fu Manchu. This is my vengeance! <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, um, there's one other, there's, there's a couple other things here. There's a book I just started reading called Gill's All Fright Diner by A. Lee Martinez. It was published in 2005. It's about a uh, werewolf and a vampire who stop at Gill's All Night Diner for a quick bite, but get talked into uh, taking care of a zombie problem there. Uh, the book claims that the diner serves Armageddon with a side of fries, and uh, they say that it's bloodier than fried green tomatoes and funnier than the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, there's something called werewolfversus.com. That's V-E-R-S-U-S. And I have not checked this out, but uh, it's uh, an online magazine that pits werewolves against a different physical, cultural, or ideological foe. So they have like werewolves versus fashion, werewolves versus Hollow Hollywood, werewolves versus space, fascism music romance the 1990s um at a first glance it just looks like it's packed with stories and a lot of really cool art so that's something i want to check out and then my last thing i wanted to mention was uh coming up at uh, universal studios hollywood at halloween horror nights that's this year 2019 they have a frankenstein meets the wolfman maze yeah, and we're going to by that. the description, it says you'll go through a gypsy camp, you'll meet a mob of angry villagers, you'll go through the murky moors, through a creepy cemetery, and into the smoldering ruins of Castle Frankenstein and its icy cellars beneath. Now, that is going to be sweet. A lot of the mazes that they do at Universal are they have like scenes pulled right out of movies. So like Halloween 2, there was that little jacuzzi scene. Like they pull scenes right out of the movies. If they do that with Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, that will probably be my favorite maze ever. Probably. Well, just because we love the movie. Yeah, I'm greatly looking forward to that. Yeah, that I can't wait to go to that. So. I have two more things. I'm going to go through one of them really fast. Um, and I'm just going to say Remus Lupin, who's in the third Harry Potter. Um, that's called the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, there, Remus turns into a werewolf in there. It's a really cool scene. Um, you also have Sirius Black, who is you know he uses his transformation skills because i was looking into this a little bit and they were basically saying well you know how is serious a serious black a werewolf um but he isn't he just has the ability to do a transformation like uh james potter in this movie when he becomes a stag or or peter when he when he becomes a rat so serious just turned into a dog that that looks like a, a wolf. Um, 
but Remus Lupin actually transforms into a werewolf. So if you guys want to check that out, it's Harry Potter, Prisoner of Azkaban. I thought it was a cool scene. It's dark. You see the moon, the clouds. I love that whole atmosphere uh, that they did in Harry Potter. And then the the last thing I wanted to go over, and this is totally different. Uh, it's called Atmos Atmosphere Effects. The website I'm going to spell this out. It's a t m o s f x dot com. And Wait, there is oh, it's Atmos Effects, not Atmosphere Effects. It's actually Atmos Effects. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I think you could still get to it with doing Atmosphere effects so a-t-m-o-s-f-e-a-r-f-x you could probably get to it as well there and then go into the search and look for one called tricks and treats and what they have in there is a werewolf transformation they show it's a it's a digital decoration and what they mean by that is it's basically you can you could get a projector put a sheet on your window put it up on your on your window and have this transformation yeah, it's happens. like a silhouette of a guy walking into the room and then he stops and transforms into a wolf. Man. I've done I've used that thing like the last yep, three same or four year. years. And I, I, don't, I have like I have like probably 10 or 15 different um, window decorations. But I still always use that one because it's, it's just great. Pretty dang cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sweet. Cool it's, and they, they have it on uh, – originally, it's nineteen ninety nine for the whole DVD, or you could get the DVD right now. It's on sale for fifteen ninety nine. I I don't endorse the company or anything like that. It's just neat. Um, but you could also download individual scenes from it uh, for $5.59 each. And so I'll just read you the description of the Tricks and Treats DVD. It says, delight your young visitors with Tricks and Treats, our collection of spooky – Family-friendly digital effects featuring classic monsters like Frankenstein, Dracula, and, of course, the Wolfman. This is the perfect way to introduce the magic of the silver screen to a new generation of trick-or-treaters. And I just think that uh, if, if you want to haunt your house up, check all of these things out. They're, and they, they come with sounds, really too. Yeah. So you'll actually hear the guy walk in. You'll hear his footsteps. You'll hear him like, Aah! and then he, you know, he's howling away. Or the Dracula one, he turns into a bat. The Frankenstein is lifted up on an operating table and brought to life. They're really, really, it's all, all the d- decorations are really cool. So it's, it's atmosphere effects or atmosfx.com. Just type that in and, and you'll you'll get right to it. You'll as soon as you see it, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. And yeah, so that's about uh, 
all of our werewolf content for today. If you want to check out more of what we're doing or, or get our book, which is going to be coming out very soon, Transylvania Traveler, go to jackolanternpress.com. There you can learn how to connect with us. There'll be information about our book. We'll put uh, all our podcasts up right there. And uh, that's about it. Um, in uh, closing, I just wanted to, to show a little ec or play a little excerpt from a record that came out in 1974, although we found this record in the 80s when we were kids. It's from Wade Denning um, and Pickwick Records. It's called Monster Mash Sounds of Terror. And of course, it had the Monster Mash on there, but then there were a bunch of little audio vignettes with situations like Jack the Ripper on the attack, Frankenstein's monster returning, the mummy taking his revenge, someone being buried alive. You could hear King Kong, the headless horseman, zombies, the blob, and of course, a werewolf. With that, have a good night. To lovers, the moon is a thing of beauty, but to this man, it is a deadly curse. When the moon is full, this miserable wretch turns into a hairy, snarling half-man, half-beast. He prowls the night, his fangs thirsty for human blood. He is a werewolf.